Hello there, folks, and welcome back to It Doesn't Matter What We Call This. This is officially episode two. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Matt at All the Money MC. The date is the very late hours of February 7, 2021. And the more things change, the more they stay the same because who just won another Super Bowl? Edge. Yes. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady. Old old guy week. Oh, old Tommy Brady there. He's in, his, he's in his 40s. Edge is in his 40s. Man, I mean, you olds, you're dominating. Dude, I am uh, I am a young 38, and I can't wait for the next, like, two years. I can't wait for these next two years to go by so I can start dominating shit. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I had to do well, you know, and then, like, you hit 40, and that's, like, the crest, and then you fall off. No, that's just when life starts to get good. Exactly, exactly. Um, so as is customary, let's hit let's hit the wrestling issues first here because they're they're the big ones, man. They're why the people listen. By God, and um, man, okay. So Bianca Bia Belair bleh, wins the Royal Rumble. I know where we you called that. you called it. It was it was amazing. Um, I, you called that. You know, you went on record and mm-hmm. uh, I went on record saying Rhea Ripley would win, and there's your final two. You were so and, close. Uh, a case of uh, a case of the uh, heavy eyes kept us from getting on air right after that. I'll blame. I'll take the blame on that. Um, <laughs> and, and talking about, and I I wanted to so bad because it's like we called that out like so perfectly out of women's rumble that was not like there was no like telegraphing as to what was going to happen. The men's was different. It's like okay, this is kind of like I can see what they're doing here. The women's you had hints. Like you, you had a feeling on Bel Air, I had a feeling on Rhea Ripley, but there's always a chance that Charlotte wins. You mm-hmm. got Becky Lynch tweeting during the Rumble, like, is she in Gorilla? I, I knew she <laughs> wasn't because, like, my wife's had kids, so like, I understand like that time frame. She, a doctor wouldn't even let her wrestle then, but you know, didn't stop the marks on the internet from going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like, it, it was so wide open. So the fact we called the final two, I was, I was kind of pumped about that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You should be more impressed uh, by your own efforts than mine. Uh, Bianca Belair had some build. Rhea Ripley was just off TV for like a month. Dude, I, so, I, I never, never, um, we talk about him a lot on this show. Never discount a Triple H guy or gal getting a push in the next, you know, 10 years of fandom. Like, Never discount that. You can just tell when you're a Triple H guy or gal, and she is. She's. You can tell his fingerprints are all over from the entrance to how she carries herself in the ring, the whole thing. That's that's Paul Levesque. And uh, <laughs> she, she is going to be pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And so that's kind of why I called that one. I'm like, well, the office is always going to be behind her. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Edge winning, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, is it, even your Bianca call, it wasn't like clear cut. Like it wasn't. It, you know, certain years you could sit there and go, okay, it's going to be. There's three people who can win this. You know, I, I wouldn't say it was that bad. Where like it was like oh, only she can win this match. Like you have your favorites. Anybody who watches wrestling can watch it in a given year and go, okay, there's like four or five people who can win this match. 
you know. Matt, are you still there? I'm I'm still here, yeah. By God, I lost you there for about 10 seconds, man. Um, I was just screaming about how every year you can always figure out there's only about three or four people who can win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But you still take credit for the Bianca call because, like, you know, who knows what they're thinking on any given day. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. Um, I had actually – I went on record, I believe, saying Daniel Bryan would win the men's, and he got, he got pretty close, but, you know – them going the edge route to me it felt it felt last minute you know it was it was weird and yet the night before when when it was announced he's going one two with orton it's and then i again i go back to okay only only three or four people can win these things okay so i'm going it's daniel bryan it's randy orton it's edge and then, like, maybe a wild card return or something, like a Brock Lesnar or something like that. But it's like, okay, there's your guys. That That's who can win this thing. And, you know, they went with Edge. I I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know why. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, it's one of those wins that would have been a lot bigger had they done it with a crowd. They obviously don't have a crowd. Yeah. So you're not going to wait to do something like that if you want to do it. Um, I don't know if this is like tease it out another year, make the Daniel Bryan fans that much more thirsty for him to, to do this thing. Yeah. Or they just don't even care. Like that's not a story they want to tell, which could be the case. Um, but I was curious because, like, okay, you really set the hook with, you know, this Daniel Bryan thing. And maybe it does turn into the, you know, hey, he's never going to win this thing. And then he finally wins this thing, and it's even cooler when he does. As long as they pay it off, I'm totally cool with it. I know a lot of uh, – Daniel Bryan's, like, the last person who can get, like, the smart crowd pissed off when he doesn't win. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, people were upset when he lost. Yeah, Absolutely. It's one of those things like, you know, smart marks are so like disillusioned that like it still tickles, it still tickle, tickles their mark bone, you know, to see him either win or yeah. come up short. Like he makes marks out of smart marks, man. Yeah, no, he, he does. And, and that's a great point. He, like he, 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 he takes them back to like a simpler time. Like it's, it's a lot of that ROH like early ROH crowd mm-hmm. from the mid two thousands. And it's, it, it's a lot of post ECW fans who didn't know where to go. Yeah. Um, who got into that. And then like a lot of like, I guess maybe newer fans kind of latched on to him. It's, it's like the internet wrestling fan. Like, Oh, that's, that's the guy we should go for and builds and builds and builds like a snowball. And then, WWE consistently, I think, I used to think they were doing it to like a detriment, but I think they're doing it right now. They're like, okay, this is a guy who can actually chase. Let's let him chase. Mm -hmm. We don't need to give it to them up front. These are hardcore wrestling fans. They're probably going to watch our product anyway, or at least subscribe to our network. So we have to pay this off all the time. Let's dangle a carrot. Okay, he's already won the world title, so we've done that. But, hey, if there's a Royal Rumble for him to chase, we might get two or three years out of this guy just trying to win this match that he hasn't won, you know? (laughs) 
Sorry, man. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things of like, you know, eventually, like there, there's a story to tell there, and you can't Ziggler the thing. Like you can't just just have him keep losing. It's not gonna. Uh, but people, people have a way more of an affinity for Daniel Bryan than Dolph Ziggler. Oh, absolutely. I I completely agree. But that being said, like you just you can't have the guy keep losing and losing and losing. That that won't uh, that won't suffice. Oh no. But he wins most of the time. That's my like. That's the thing. Like he wins world titles. He's main evented Mania. Mm-hmm. You know he, he's been the guy heel face. He's been the guy on the show. Like for a long time. And anyone who like does this whole Daniel Bryan doesn't you know get over. It's like no, he wins more than he loses. He he's on top most of the time. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't, so to dangle this one thing of the rumble, I think it's almost perfect. It's like, even if he never were to win it, you can't sit there at the end of his career and go, what a shit career. <laughs> like Dolph Ziggler, you can start to say that like, man, man, there was something there. We didn't get it. Daniel Bryan, if he retired tomorrow, I'll be like, man, we got the whole thing. So now we're just chasing this like bonus points of the Royal rumble. Is what I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, man, I, <clears throat> Wow. So, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, seven Super Bowl rings. I'm I'm happy that the Bucks won tonight purely because, and I've said this before on the air, three hours from Kansas City, I am surrounded by Chiefs fans, both tolerable and insufferable, and I am so happy that I don't have to hear them chirp for another year. And if, you know, if I have it my way, if I had my druthers, this leads to like a Seattle Seahawks type of existence for them for the next half decade. <laughs> Knocking on the door, but but just regressing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you did you see Russell Wilson tonight? I saw him. Yeah. Dude, did you but did you see it? Did you really see the image of he's sitting between Roger Goodell and his wife, Ciara? Mm-hmm. And. Ciara is talking to Goodell and Russ is just sitting in the middle staring off into no man's land like I couldn't possibly rather be anywhere else <laughs> but I'm stuck here like yeah. it was an amazing image I gotta say I gotta send you the exact image because it is hilarious I, the Super Bowl does comes up with so many of those every single year absolutely <clears throat> absolutely I remember, because uh, I remember it being shared uh, in November after the election. Um, we cut to Nick Bosa after the election results. Oh, here's video of him crying as the Niners are losing the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's there's so much memeable shit. I mean, between the halftime show tonight. I mean, what'd you think of that? I'm, I've never been a big halftime show guy. Uh, as far as they go, I thought this was fine, but I wasn't wholly mm-hmm. impressed. You want to know something really funny, and it's kind of wholesome? It's like the most wholesome, one of the more wholesome things that I do. Um, I'm, I'm not young. That's no, uh, no thing we're, we're hiding here. <laughs> um, I, I, when I went to college my freshman year, because I, I was a football player coming up, you know, in you know, seventh grade on. And so big football house. We always watch football Sunday. We were watching football, obviously Super Bowl, big deal. We all watched it. And my mom, you know, not, not huge into football, but we'd always watch the halftime show and shoot the shit. Hey, that was good. That sucked, whatever. 
And my freshman year of college, um, you know, I'm not home for the first time. So after the halftime show, I called her to talk about it and go like, that was the famous year of U2 and Superdome after 9-11. You've seen that, right? Yep. Biggie, right? Yep. So I call her and I'm kind of like half in the bag. I'm a freshman in college. I'm kind of wasted. (laughs) I call her up anyway. Mom, what'd you think? (laughs) And we talked about the halftime show and we've literally done that every year since, you know, because I've never been home for the Super Bowl since. So that's my wholesome thing. And up until, you know, even this year, I called mom. Mom, what'd you think? She goes, I don't know a single song the weekend sings. And I'm like, of course you don't. You're damn near 70. (laughs) (laughs) But but it was fun. I don't so much care about halftime shows, but like that, having that tradition is, it makes me invested. And watching it with my seven and five-year-old daughter, because that's their cutoff. They have to go to bed after the halftime show. Mm-hmm. So watching them laugh their asses off over the jockstrap face dancers, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. That's like, great. I don't know if that was a commentary on COVID or, like, like what? I, I, like, it was fine. I thought you did okay. I mean, for the, the arsenal of songs he has to play, it was cool, but – the production was weird as fuck. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the uh, the bandages were a reference to, and I haven't seen the video, but apparently uh, he had some like cosmetic work done on his face for that video that made him look like full blown alien. Okay, and I think that's a reference to that, but I could be mistaken. Okay. Uh, but- My wife said he, he he she thought he it was like an MJ thing at the end with with like the jacket and the shoes on the field. Yeah. So like there was definitely a lot of references there. Yeah. Um, I even thought that the tight shots inside with like the the uh, LED gold behind him, it, it reminded me of uh, uh, I think I think uh, Kanye at the VMAs like going back fifteen years had a performance like that inside of like tight rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that that might be a reference to that. Like there were some really cool, like, you know, memeable things out of it. it was it like Prince? I, I thought Prince's, you know, deal years ago was amazing. You know, yeah. there are some all timers. Uh, Lady Gaga's was an all timer for me, but, but this, this wasn't that, but it didn't suck. Like it, it was better than like Maroon 5. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, again, I've never been a halftime show guy. I remember that Maroon 5 one really sucked. And what made it yeah, what made it worse is that game sucked, too. True. True yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> Although, True story. I, have, I have a PSA to you Chiefs fans out there. And if anyone who knows me gets to listen to this and they are a Chiefs fan, if this applies to you, if the shoe fits, wear it. Okay. I saw people out there complaining about referees' calls. I will say, oh yeah, I only saw two suspect calls go against the Chiefs in this one. Two, count them: two, one, two. That happens. Okay. Now, for you to take that and just completely ignore the fact that hey, the Chiefs' line was a mash unit tonight. So, okay, you're playing down a couple guys. Your line kind of sucks tonight. Even the best quarterback of the current day couldn't have anything to do like couldn't help himself god if he wanted you know all things considered and and he was trying to make magic happen and it just was not happening okay but that being said you want to blame refs and you want to claim rigged 
What the hell is your problem? Grow up. Own your losses. Accept them. Be accountable. Okay? That is what a man or woman of integrity does in this situation. Okay? The refs did not make your offense play like dog shit tonight. That was negotiated between the offense and defensive line between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. And you only really have yourself to blame for this loss. So accept that. Have some class. Move on. Get ready for September. That was a hell of a promo on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. And You, you um, want to know why I'm saying this? I'm saying this because in 2013, when the Niners lost to the Ravens, oh, it's like, oh, there was a controversial uh, – maybe there was a no-call – for DPI against the Ravens in the end zone. Okay, well, that happens as part of the game. That was my honest reaction at the time, and it still is to this day. Uh, 2020, we lose to the Chiefs. That was definitely our own doing. You know what I did? I didn't just, okay, move on, accept the loss. I reached out to a couple of friends of mine who I know had been waiting a lifetime to see a Super Bowl win. I said, hey, this stings, but I'm glad you're happy. That's the kind of guy that I am. And this is not me, you know, breaking my arm, you know, to pat myself on the back. But that's just the reality of the situation. So that's why I said what I said. Hey, that and that's that's how that's how you have to do it. I mean, really. And I've I have found um, I didn't used to be that way at all. I used to be so bitter Mm -hmm. and freak out about I was so bad. Like I would freak out about a call in the third quarter. And then, like, butterfly effect it to the end of the game and be like, that's why we lost. Yep. If we, if, if they wouldn't have called holding there, we had the momentum. Like, in, <laughs> and, and now, you know, I don't know if it's with maturity or what, but it's like, okay, we didn't win the game. I'm going to, you know, move on with my life, hopefully productively, mm-hmm. and get over this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but going back to what you were saying ab- about the game, I mean, the Chiefs line was down. That's football. Yep. You're typically not going to be healthy going into the Super Bowl if you've made it this far. Uh, the Buccaneers actually had a pretty lucky spell that they didn't really have any key injuries this year. But I mean, there's Green Bay. Look at the like. Uh, look at the 2010 Green Bay Packers. They were so freaking injured going into that Super Bowl, and they lost guys during the game, and they they won the Super Bowl. Like, it's next man up. It's Bill Belichick philosophy. Like your injuries are part of the game. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hit. You can't hang any success or failure on injuries. And the fact that, okay, yes, Eric Fisher was out of the game. True story. Um, you were getting beat one-on-one at every defense, at every line position. They were getting beat one-on-one. The Buccaneers could sit and cover two all night. They didn't have to blitz because their linemen were generating the pressure. When you win one-on-ones, it's a pretty easy football game at that point, like from a scheme standpoint. And I don't mean to go too far off in the weeds in case people are just listening to this for, like, wrestling and bullshit. But, like, the Buccaneers had a pretty easy path to Patrick Mahomes most of the night. And as good as he is, when you're running backwards 15 yards at a clip, that's a tough way to play football. Yep. You know, I don't care how good you are. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it showed tonight and, uh, the buck, the chiefs to me looked like a team that had two mediocre to subpar weeks of practice. 
what what led to that i don't know we might find out we might get a book about it who knows mm-hmm. but that's not the chiefs team that blew my buffalo bills off the field i'll say that yeah you know i and i yeah i don't know if it's like an air of an in- inevitability whatever the case might be and obviously we know tom brady <laughs> dude's on a rail yep. like he he's the best and i was texting with a few friends during the game so i'll ask your opinion um, he's, he's the goat when it comes to football. Don't want to hear it. Will not even entertain the discussion. If you don't think otherwise, I, I will not talk about it. He's, he's the goat. <laughs> he was before tonight. It's even more so now, mm-hmm. but now he enters into all time athletes outside of only the game he plays. He's in the Michael Jordan, you know, that type of discussion. Yep. Where where do you put him? And and I I'm, I'm it's so fascinating to see where people put him. So I kind of want to know where you put him, and then I'll tell you where I kind of put God, him. God, he's I mean he's definitely top three. Like no matter what, it's like top three or four. Like here's your top four uh, in any order in particular: Jordan, LeBron, uh-huh. Brady, and Tiger. Okay. That's a youthful group. Mine's older than yours. Yeah. Well, you're also a little older than I am, but, but yeah. Older than you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, for for me, I mean, I mean, he like it's it's Jordan, it's Brady, and I, in no particular order because I, you know, I'm not going to try to rank it right after what I saw. Jordan, Brady, and I'm really, really having a hard time when it comes to baseball and I keep reading more and more and maybe I'm just being crazy, but I'm starting to put Hank Aaron as the best baseball player of all time. And maybe I'm completely out of my mind. (laughs) Um, But he, I, to me, he's in that discussion. Um, I I think he's much, I I don't think LeBron's in that discussion for me. Um, Tiger Woods is amazing, but, but Nicholas has more majors. So it's like, I don't know, you know, but it, it might be a Brady and MJ debate at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, what do you, what tell you more? Because as much as Tom Brady wins and as good as he is, he doesn't have like these awe inspiring, you know, five second clips that Michael Jordan does. And is that enough? <laughs> you know, you, you know what I mean. Like Jordan was a freaking god. Yeah. And Brady's like just a white dude who's really good at playing. Like he mastered the game of football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One guy you didn't mention, and it, it hurts me to say it as a Braves fan because you did mention Hank Aaron, but um, and I know it's controversial because he hasn't gone in the Hall of Fame, but uh, Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean Barry Bonds is a guy that um very 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 good. Um there's just like if I was in a bar and we were having the discussion, I wouldn't bring his name up because I just don't want to deal with the bullshit. Yep. It's like the same thing when when like I I know you're not a big boxing guy, but I am and it's like okay, if I'm in a bar and somebody wants to like Who's the best boxer ever? Like, okay, well, this is going to get stupid quick because yeah. one guy's the oldest guy at the bar is going to say like Ali or Sugar Ray Robinson, <laughs> and then the the person my age is going to say Mike Tyson, 
And then, like, if I were to even, like, say the name Floyd Mayweather, and I don't think he is, but, like, just say if I, if I say that name, like, I'm kicked out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it, just, it gets stupid so fast. So it's like Barry Bonds is so toxic. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ever mention him in a discussion unless I felt like I was in, like, a safe space where, like, I, I do have those friends where I can be like, hey, Barry's the fucking goat, right? And they'll be like, yeah, <laughs> but like, there's, it's just too toxic to even like put out there in the universe. Yep. But no, you look at what Barry Bonds did on a baseball field. It's hard to argue anybody ever played the game better than he did. Um, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of getting drunk on this Hank Aaron post, you know, uh, you know, after he died stuff, mm-hmm. maybe, but um, I'm, I'm putting him past Willie Mays. I don't I just don't know how to rate Babe Ruth is what it really comes down to. Like Babe Ruth, like is he is he like a beer league softball player or is he I mean he could have gone the Hall of Fame as a pitcher looking at his pitching stats if he would have just kept pitching and never hit a home run. Yeah. He could have gone in the hall as a pitcher. That's how freaking good he was at baseball. Mm-hmm. But it's like it was such a different era and like I feel like Hank Aaron is much more connected to the baseball we see now on on you know on the field versus what Babe Ruth was doing. That's just kind of where I'm at. Like, like put Babe Ruth in today's game. I mean, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, he wouldn't make a team. No. Yeah, it's it's really hard to draw that. Especially when it's someone you never saw. If you're someone your parents never saw, you know? Yeah, you're just, you're reading books, and it's like, almost like reading, like, folklore. It's like, it, and I'm not diminishing Babe Ruth. He's, like, one of the ten best players to ever pick up a bat. I'm just saying, like, if I want to stake my claim to who is the best baseball player to ever play, I'm, I'm going Hank Aaron, <laughs> and I'm and I'm fighting tooth and nail on that one, and I don't think I lose. Well, I will tell you this: I definitely appreciate that, and I'm glad we had that talk about you know Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth, and you know where we'd rank them and where they'd move because there were some moves in baseball this past week, and uh, the first thing that comes to mind was, well, your Cardinals are going to come up twice here, but the first one was a good thing for you guys. You managed to trade for Nolan Arenado, so you've got two hot corners now. you got, you know, you got Nolan, we, you got Nolan at third, and you still got Goldschmidt at first, right? Yeah, 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 and Goldschmidt long-term and Arenado pretty much long-term. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's opting out. Um, we didn't trade for Arenado as much as uh, the Rockies said, uh, sorry, we forgot to send you guys a Christmas card. <laughs> Here's a future Hall of Famer and some yeah. money. Just give us some prospects. We'll give you some money in this guy. It's not even our good prospects. That's 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 the messed up part. Like, um, hey, how about those four guys? Nah, nah, we like them. Well, how about those four guys? Uh, okay, <laughs> like we're. It's it's not even our best prospects. Like you would think to get to get a guy like that, and then the cash considerations we got, it'd be like okay, um, you're gonna have to give up the farm. It's like no, nope, we're gonna keep the farm. You take these dudes, and hey, maybe they're good, maybe they're not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll take your future Hall of Famer, no problem. Yeah, who's already on long term contract? Like I said, there's a one year option in there. Like I, I think he's sticking around. Guys rarely leave St. Louis once they're there on a contract like this. So yeah. I, I hate to sound arrogant, but I'm I'm pretty comfortable on this one. Mm. You can feel that way. Did did Nolan Arado ever win a gold glove just out of curiosity? 
<laughs> did Nolan Arenado not win a gold glove? <laughs> uh, bro, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, on, on the solo awards, I pretty much only key in on what Braves won, and then I tune everything else out. So that's why I asked that question. Are you serious? I swear to God. Oh, dude. He's played eight seasons, and he has eight gold that's gloves. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I said, did he ever not win a gold that's glove? Incredible. Like, <laughs> if he doesn't win this one, you know, one this year, it'll be the first time. Pardon, yeah, pardon my uh, ignorance there. But like I said, when it comes to the solo awards, I pretty much I all what yeah. the Braves did and then tune literally everything else out. Dude, base, base, baseball is the most over-awarded sport in the world. It, it's kind of crazy in the fact that we have two quote-unquote leagues like, we have two MVPs, two Cy Youngs. Like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, look at the NBA, like the NFL. You have one MVP, you know. <laughs> baseball is just like, everyone gets a trophy. Yep. Everyone's pretty good. It's like, nah. I mean, I'm cool with the gold glove, but let's make it a league-wide gold glove. Why, why we have to do, um, you know, one national, one American. It's like, it dilutes the whole thing. If you're the best third baseman, you're the best fucking third baseman. Yeah. yeah. So, that's good that you got another – because you just lost one in that Colton Wong managed to sign with the Brewers. So how do you feel about not only losing him, but losing it, losing him to someone inside division? I mean, you never want to lose a player in the division, um, especially someone. I mean, Colton Wong wasn't demanding that much money. So I'd like to think we could have figured that out. Um but the Cardinals are weird sometimes, and the moment they don't think that you're worth, you know, it could be a million dollars. If they think you're worth $900,000, they're not going to pay you that million dollars. Yep. They don't overpay guys, um, unless your name's Yadier Molina. <laughs> um, that's kind of different. Like, he's a, you know, he's he's the heart of the franchise, but, like, they, they just don't. And it's like – and I don't hate it because it's like, is – Losing Colton Wong, the difference between playing into late October and not, I don't know. Probably not. If you told me we lose Colton Wong, but we pick up Nolan Arenado, I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm probably dreaming. I'm probably playing PlayStation, dicking around with trades. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's, I'll take, the, I'll take this off season, every off season, <laughs> if this is how it works yeah. out. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's not the end of the world. I I love I love Wong's defense, and he he was a pretty good clutch hitter. But at the same time, it's like, eh, I'll I'll take I'll take the uh, I'll take the guy who's on on track for Cooperstown. Thing. Yeah. Now, what's weird to me is that I heard a rumor the Cubs were in a rebuild, and then they go and sign Jock Peterson. Yeah, what the hell? I'm like, I thought the Cubbies were giving us the division this year, and now they're trying again? Like, I thought we were going to trade for Chris Bryant, and now all of a sudden, oh, my God, they just picked up Jock Peterson. That was out of nowhere. But, hey, you got Ozuna. Yeah, we did. We got Ozuna, and we got him for – Long term. Yeah, we got him for four years with a fifth-year option. We're paying him less per year than we did last season, which we paid him 18. Now we're paying him 16 and a quarter. You're just going to pay him for a long time. Yes, exactly. We're locked in for 65, so, you know, it's a give and take. And, you know, we'll take a year of subpar defense. That's kind of – unfortunately, that's how the cookie crumbles. But after that – Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're signing a contract like that where you believe this year, still potentially, 
if not this year, maybe next year, or even the year after that, in the last two years of the contract, that there is a universal DH. Uh, I was going to say, hasn't that already been confirmed? Haven't they confirmed that come 2022? No. I don't believe it's confirmed. It's 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 been talked about. I, I don't think anything's in stone, though, because I don't think there's a CBA in oh, stone. Of course not. God, let's get that. But let's get that CBA signed, confirmed, so that way there's no shortened season next year or a lack of a season altogether. Yeah, they. I, I don't. I don't. Foresee, I don't foresee that. I do foresee a, a bloody uh, exchange going on because MLB owners just have like zero relationship with the players. It's kind of the opposite of the NBA. Yep. Uh, the NBA has it pretty much figured out. Uh, you you kind of treat the players really well, and the players make you a ton of money, and uh, you keep going on. Baseball owners have n- never figured that out. Um, I, I don't I don't really get it. I don't want to make that about this this about that. But like, I, I do think going back to Ozuna, as soon as I read the contract, I go, oh yeah, <laughs> the, the Braves are counting on a DH. Like they're not hoping that in year three he's standing there in the outfield. Yeah. That would be that would be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about the regression. Like, like you said, I mean, they're giving up defense now with him. We'll talk about year three of that contract. How are you feeling <laughs> if he has to play the outfield? Yeah, not so good. Not so good. Not, not so good. What, what's good? But it it did it, it did move you guys up. I I was reading the thing. I think you guys are fourth in projected wins above replacement for your lineup, which is sick. Nice. I mean. You you're loaded for bear, man. It's 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 the Dodgers. It's you. I, I don't even know if the Cardinals are into the discussion. I Padres are in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the national National League is pretty fucking stacked. Right it now. is. It is. I would say you've got three super serious contenders for the World Series right now. They're all in. The- yeah, you already discussed them: Dodgers, Padres, Braves. Dodgers in first, of course, and then Padres, Braves. Split them however you want to. I don't give a shit. Um, and then I would put, I would still put the Cardinals in that second tier, though. We're in the second tier. I just wouldn't like, like if you're talking about you know teams that plan on playing in the NLCS. I'm not going to put our name in there. Yeah. Could we get there? Could we play our way in there? Of course. Could injuries happen? Hey, of course. If you play. But the, the fact that the Dodgers signed freaking Trey Bauer, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're the World Series champions, and oh, by the way, this coveted free agent, we're going to sign yeah. him. Like, amazing. And a lot of time you, you'd sit there and you'd go, man, all they're doing is buying championships. The Dodgers really aren't even the ho- on the hook long term. Like, their roster is so young, and the guys they're on the hook long-term for, like Mookie Betts, it's like, of course you want to be in the Mookie Betts long game. Like, they are so freaking well-run, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I, I'm not trying to poke the bear here with you, but, like, they really do run a, a tight shit. They honestly, they do, man. It's It's irritating. It really is, man, to see, like, our championship window is open, but we've literally got we've got a man with a chainsaw standing in front of that window daring us to get out of there. Yeah. Yep. And and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. That's the thing. Like 
They have a great farm. They have super young talent on the field. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, any any year Mookie Betts could win the MVP. And oh, by the way, they have future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw, and 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 the capital, the cash, just you know, they have the money to sign a guy like Trevor Bauer mm-hmm. just to throw shit on yeah. top. They Stupid. have the money to pay Trevor Bauer what the entire – well, I think it's the 25 – it could be the 25-man roster. It could be the lineup. Either way, this is impressive. He is making as much as either the nine-man lineup or the 25-man roster of the Pittsburgh Pirates next season. <laughs> I love the fact that the Pirates are in my division. Yeah, like, we, we have just the pores. <laughs> like, like, seriously. Like the Cincinnati Reds, the Pittsburgh Pirates are in my division, and I, 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 I shudder to think we may ever have realignment, Caleb, yeah. because it's just a nice division to be yeah. in. <laughs> I can... just every year, oh, we get nineteen games with those two franchises. <laughs> yeah. Now, just imagine if you guys spent more money. Just how? Oh my God! Just imagine. Just imagine. No, I. I've, I've, it's the problem with that philosophy is they win enough and have done enough, and we have two World Series titles since 2000. Where every Cardinals fan's happy, and we've been to more World Series other than those titles, where we go, we're good. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, we're good. We're, we're, we're in the playoffs every year, we're in the hunt every year. Um, that's kind of how Cardinals fans are. It's weird. Like, we want to be in the mix. We want to win a World Series every once in a while. We don't demand dynasties like, you know, like Yankees fans. It's it's a weird fan base to be a part of. We're not the Lakers. We're not, we're not the Yankees. We're not the Red Sox. We don't demand perfection. It's like, I just want to be in the conversation, and I want to clip a title here or there. And, and they do that. So it's like, how can I fault them for what they do? <laughs> yeah that's fair man oh my gosh oh one more thing um something that like as i continue to work on my my station so to speak being you know my personal life you know whether it be trying to get a better job or you know get into better physical fitness by the way i am down 20 pounds since december 1st uh, that's based on calorie counting and inter- intermittent fasting. Now also doing, you know, cardio and going to the gym as well. But th- mentioning all that, just generally being too busy to do things like argue on Twitter about Edge winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, I yeah, don't see man. how people have the time. And it's like, are you that bored? None. 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 If, if you notice, like, if you look at, like, my Twitter account has basically been reduced to just fucking mm-hmm. around yeah. or, or like, like live tweeting during like a UFC pay-per-view or something like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a couple cocktails. I'm going to put my foot up and I'm going to tweet some shit about UFC, you know, but to sit there day after day and just even just banter with people. It's like, guys, I got money to make. I'm in a I'm in a very very like results driven business without getting too personal, and, and and you're the same way. Like you're trying to get in better shape, you're trying to do all this stuff, and it's awesome, and it's way more rewarding than fighting with somebody over some fucking hashtag yeah, or something. Some fake okay, a 
predetermined quote unquote sport where men, as we discussed, you know, when we were last recorded, um, pretend to fight in their underwear. Okay. It's not worth, it's not worth the time. It's simply not like, it's not, it's not worth honestly. the energy. The, the, the energy is worse. Even if you spent five minutes a day getting worked and I've done it. That's the thing. I've done it. You've done it. I've done it. We've done it. That's how we know it's stupid. Exactly. Right. Like we've already had it. We can tell you. <laughs> this is a cautionary yeah. tale. Don't go down that rabbit hole. If somebody baits you, fucking mute mm-hmm. them and move on with your life. You know what? I think this would be the healthiest thing. And we should probably win a Nobel Prize for this. Are What's you up? ready? Okay. Somebody tries to argue with you on Twitter. Mute them. And then do 20 push-ups. I love it. I really do. If you get them and do 20 push-ups, even if those are the only 20 push-ups you do for the year, you've already bettered your life. Mm-hmm. If you meet a person a day and do 20 push-ups, you've really seriously bettered your mm-hmm. life. If you meet five people a day every day, you've only improved the quality of your life because you cut out toxicity mm-hmm. and added something really positive. Yep. And I think I think we we could probably write a book. Yeah, I think we could. And the funniest thing is, we the we, old, I'm as my co-author. I said we. <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing is that we only know each other. the The first interaction we had was us like having a back and forth about like, oh my god, it was <laughs> it was when gender won the title shot. Was that it? Yeah, you were pro gender, and of course I was pro Sammy. And I'm like, hey, what the hell? Why didn't Sammy win? And looking back, I'm like, oh, well, I, I was, I was, I was pro irony. Yeah. I was pro stupidity. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you can, you know, recognize the stupidity of your action and realize, like, oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't, you know, waste time and energy and. Um, mm, time and energy into debating debating a predetermined show and become friends with someone friends so much so that i'm one of the first people to hear when this well one of the first people on social media because you know you don't give your facebook out to strangers on twitter um for the most part (laughs) but you know become you are you are literally the only person Mm -hmm. When my son was born, who follows me on Twitter, like outside of like my like ten friends, like like that I've been friends with forever, yeah. But like out of social media, when my son was born, you're the only one who knew. Yeah. So like that's a thing. Like that's like a personal connection. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Like, and, and, but but imagine imagine you getting so pissed off over me like being like fucking hashtag gender or you know whatever the whatever i was doing at the time yeah um and i'm a douchebag online everyone knows i am too um but like (laughs) like imagine like like blocking me and then like the next four years like your life would be cool my life would be cool but it wouldn't be the same you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be man um you know what this was one instance and this is not this is not the rule this is the exception but this is one instance where bantering and debating about a a fake product online did something good 
that's it. Yeah, yeah, and that, that that should almost be more of a reason not to because the law of odds of it actually working out are so low. We hit the lottery on this. We literally hit the lottery on this one. Yeah, like you, 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 you can't have it happen. So I say, again, mute 20 push-ups, better your life. Mm-hmm. I say take – if you spend two hours on Twitter – by God, if you somehow spend two hours on Twitter, take one of those hours, just one, just half the time. Go to the gym, develop some sort of workout plan, whether it's cardio based, strength based, whatever the case may be, endurance based. It doesn't matter. And better yourself. Do what I'm doing. Intermittent fast, whether it's to the tune of 16 hours a day, 17 hours, 18 hours. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case may be, limit your calories, man. Focus on your nutrition. Take the energy that you were putting in towards professional wrestling on Twitter, on the internet. And focus it on your nutrition, and by God, and focus it on drinking water, and by God, lots of it. (laughs) And you will, as you already said, Matt, you will feel so much better about yourself. And and uh, like this is going to come off. I couldn't agree more. I got to say that couldn't agree more with what you said. This is going to come off shitty. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it anyway because I don't care. Yeah. Um, I don't have a brand to support. I don't have a product to sell you on here. So I'm just going to tell you the truth. Um, If the person you're arguing with on Twitter, like, like when you're arguing with them, if you, if you can see like what they look like, chances are they don't look like how you want to look like. And if you spend a lot of time on their chances are you don't look like how you want to look like. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you just, like, if you want, like, look at the, like, I remember I would look at the people and be like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a fucking loser, but why did I spend an hour arguing with him? Mm-hmm. Like, read about grooming tips. <laughs> like, even if you don't want to work out, like, figure out a way to make yourself look presentable. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I hate to lecture people, but like, like you said, take an hour for the gym or take an hour for the gym and then take the next 45 minutes and read and then take 15 minutes and fuck around on the internet. Cause that's fun. Yep. But really out of your day, what I'm finding is I, I've really tried to limit, I've deleted, I've deleted actually, it's funny. I've deleted the Facebook app off my phone. Um, I'm down to Instagram messenger app. Um, and, uh, and Twitter as, as the social media that I use, and I've really tried to limit it down to about a half hour cumulative in the day, unless I'm again sitting around watching UFC pay per view. You know, it's my Saturday night; I can do what I want. Yeah. But on the whole, what you're doing, you should document. You should blog that. And I hate to turn a podcast into like a what you should do, but like I think you're making a serious move in your life at, at a young enough age where you're going to see serious changes enough to the point where other people should see that too yeah that's the thing and it's so funny man and i'm god i feel like such a jack off saying i feel like i'm giving myself way too many pats on the back here but like i mentioned you know how i was no pat away man you're you're, you're on the path is the thing i was doing i like you're i'm on the path trying to figure it out i'm on the path but as far as goal eight goes i am still far away from there that 20 pounds lost is cool but like i'm still far away from the goal but that being said, well, you know, but, but, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
you're going all that matters is that you're going in the right direction you could be 200 pounds away from wherever you're trying to be i'm not saying you are you're not yeah. but you're you are you are like if you, if you are due north you are running north south there's no deviations mm-hmm. and that's a reason to get fucking fired up yeah but you know you know what I mean? It's and again, like not to pat myself on the back here, but apparently I have this, whether it's like a, an energy or a personality or whatever the case may be where I like, I bring up these intermittent fasting things and maybe people see the results because I have been told that I've slimmed down a little. Um, but people see these results and like two people I work with in the span of a week hearing about me doing intermittent fasting, they're like, Oh, Hey, I'm doing that by the way. And it makes me feel fucking great, dude. To not only like, yeah. Like, it, oh man, it's to influence people like that. It's awesome. It's huge. It's huge. They always say, uh, I don't know. They always say. I, I've always heard, and and I think it's true. Um, the first two to three weeks are for you. Mm-hmm. The next three to six weeks are for them. So it's going to take about two to three weeks of you doing something, and then you start to notice. Nobody else will. Mm-hmm. The three to six weeks after that, other people start to notice. And that's where you can have a positive impact on other people. Like, you're already doing the shit. Like, you know you're there. And then it's just, like, those three to six weeks after, it's like, oh, hey, I can help you. I can show you this. And you're only going to get a couple people. Most people are going to do what they do. You know, McDonald's is right around the corner. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, sleeping in is always right around the corner. You're going to keep doing what you're doing. But if you even impart what you've done on one other person, like yeah. that's that's yeah, a that's huge great. help. You know, who would, have, who would have thought, by the way, that 50 minutes in, we'd be doing a Diamond Dallas Page podcast. Oh, man. Speaking of DDP, fix your app. <laughs> right. I don't even I don't even know how bad it is because oh, I don't use it. But I, I'm sure their it app sucks. on the fire stick the other day. So I had to use a. I'm still there, yeah. Be there? Okay, you cut out for a second. Um, uh, do you do DDP I, I yoga? Free trial, and I could never use the app on the uh, Fire Stick, so. On YouTube. Okay, this is crazy, but the only time you've cut out this whole time was when we talked about DDP yoga. Yes. Dallas so he knows. Dally can hear you. Dally can hear <laughs> you, and he's fucking with her internet. Oh connection. my gosh! I can't believe it. DDP, you son of a bitch. Um. <laughs> oh my god! What a what a night! It's funny though because we Matt. I'm gonna be honest. We're gonna have to get out of here, and I hate to. It feels like we're cutting our. I'm cutting us short, even though we've been going for 50 minutes now, but ironically the reason i'm cutting us yeah. short is because i'm going to work out no like like i said i mean i said it i said it a couple minutes ago and we should cut it short you are bettering yourself and it's mm-hmm. it's intentional you told me before this show started you said we can't go too long because i have to go to the gym and that's the coolest thing you've told me in a while because it's awesome. Like, it's great that you're doing that for yourself. You're like, 
I am intentionally going to tell you we can't fuck around for 90 minutes because I have yep. to go do this thing to be better yep. tomorrow. And I'm all for it. I'm not trying to be all, you know, hippy-dippy bullshit. It's great what you're doing for yourself. It's inspiring. And uh, any keyboard warriors on here, like, listen to what you're doing and think about what you're like, – like, listen to what Caleb's doing. Think about what you're going to do tomorrow. And if by 5, 6 o'clock tomorrow evening – you don't feel good about what you did. Mm-hmm. Start mm-hmm. to make some changes. That's all. Like we can all make Absolutely. those changes little Absolutely. by little. It's there. Uh, yeah. Today is core. This is uh, this my first week back in. Uh, I've done chest. I've done legs. I've done back and try. Today's core, and I am still sore as all get out. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the. You have to do the work if you want to see the results. You got to do the work. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay to play, babe. Now, I ask you because I have a I have a very specific type of uh, yeah regiment when I work out. What what uh, do, you, okay. do you do music? So I bring my when I go to the gym. I bring my because uh, tonight roads are bad, so it's like okay, I'm staying at home. It's a core workout. It's body weight. I can do that at home. But when I'm at the gym, I will either do podcast or music if it's cardio i'm doing music the whole time if it's weights i can do podcasts but cardio because i do like i do okay. 30 minutes of uh hiit high intensity interval training um usually on the elliptical Hell it's yeah. usually like 30 seconds on 30 off so on and so forth and i need that extra push whether it's from like say kill switch engage metallica shaka khan i got some shaka khan on my playlist as well you know, wherever that motivation comes right. from, I need the music for cardio. So, yes and no. See, it's funny. I, I am so weird. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> we'll get out of here on this. Um, I'm with you. I have to do music for mm-hmm. lifting or for cardio. For lifting, it has to be some kind of mm-hmm. hard rock slash metal. Okay has to be you know metallica avenge sevenfold like sometimes even heavier like if, I, if i'm i haven't been to a gym to lift heavy weights god since covid you know so i'm just at home with my kettlebells doing my thing trying um but especially if it's really heavy weights the heavier the metal okay if i'm on the treadmill caleb i'm listening to <laughs> top 40 bullshit okay like it's either top 40 bullshit or like classic rap from my era, like Death Row Records, Dr. Dre, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, like fun stuff, or maybe Katy Perry. <laughs> so don't let the music you like to listen to hold Absolutely. you back. That's what Absolutely. I'm trying to say. If if you're a 38-year-old male and you and you, and you want to listen, you know, to yeah. uh, Ariana Grande, you do it. Yeah. You fucking I mean, do it. Like, you put the work I, I'm in. Not, as far as music goes, like I haven't listened to a, to a lot of new music since like 2012. But I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Man. Right. Um. Geez, I'm thinking tonight on the anchor feed, I'm gonna put Shaka Khan on. That's what. That's an executive decision I'm making. You have to. Yeah, yeah. that's the move. Absolutely. That's the move. Well. 
So I say I say we get out of here mm-hmm. on that. I say you get your workout in. Yep. You work off those wings gate earlier. I don't go to bed because I don't work out on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That's that's a privilege when you have kids. I don't <laughs> know if you knew that. It's written in the contract. Um, yeah. Sunday's my day off. But, uh, you know, we're both going to get after it tomorrow and maybe watch some Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And we'll talk Hell about yeah. it sometime next week. All right. Thank you all for listening, and God bless you. Peace out.